Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Our Response to the Word. Although God sends His Word to let us know about the things He's willing to do, they aren't things that will automatically happen for me and you. Most of the time, we have a part to play in whether we'll have or not have what God said in His Word that we can have. The key to our having and living out what we heard in God's Word is our response to His Word. And if we respond properly to God's Word like He wants us to do, we'll experience the awesome things that God has available to me and you. But if we don't respond properly to God's Word, then we'll be another one of those saints who heard what the Word said we can have, but never experienced the things or the life that God's Word said we can have. And that'll be because we didn't respond properly to the Word we heard. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we learn to respond properly to God's Word. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. You have to understand, have to understand, that since Satan is the Antichrist, he's always going to come and try to bring you a conversation or an explanation or some type of presentation, which is going to be outside of what the word of God says to cause you to be able to step away from what it is that God said to pull back. Like, I don't know. or I don't think we can have that. Or, 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 or maybe maybe I, I could have had it at one point in time, but I can't have it now. Nope, nope, nope. Trust God. God's going to bring you through and show you some awesome things that he'll do for you. Turn over to. Well, don't turn over there. Yeah, turn over to Joshua's chapter one. Joshua chapter one. Praise God. Have an ear to hear what the Lord has to say. You're going to be blessed this very day. Joshua chapter one. Now, we were studying for a while in Numbers, Numbers 13, as a matter of fact, uh, when God had already delivered the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage and then told them that uh, I'm going to send you to the promised land. If there ain't a people on the face of the earth that shouldn't have been fired up about that, it should have been the children of Israel. Because they had freshly, I mean, just recently been delivered out of Egyptian bondage. And, and, and think about it. You know, they got delivered out of Egyptian bondage by this guy named Moses, his brother Aaron, and, and Moses had a stick. <laughs> he had a stick. And, and he <laughs> delivered them out of Egyptian bondage. That's like out cold. Remember? Remember? Here they are, children of Israel in Egyptian bondage, being held by Pharaoh, who was arguably the strongest of the uh, leaders at that particular time, with the strongest of the armies, armies crossed the board to the point that even the children that was in Jericho built uh, walls around their city in order to protect themselves from those warriors because those warriors were so powerful. And then the children of Israel are in Egyptian bondage. But God told Moses, go and deliver my people. Go tell Pharaoh, I said, let my people go. And of course, Moses began to start getting a revelation of that and started stuttering. Remember, remember he started stuttering and stuff like that. And you'd have stuttered too. go up there and tell mock. That's like God telling you, go tell mock mood, you know. Yeah, that I've been a jerk. You know, go tell him <laughs> that that I that <laughs> go let the people go there. Just just let them go and go free and stuff. 
Now, what kind of fool is that? That's going to step up into the middle of the palace of a king with a stick in his hand and say to him, hey, man, you need to let them people go. <laughs> See, y'all read the Bible too fast. That's like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, amen. But isn't it interesting that 10 miracles later, Moses walked out of there with Aaron, with his stick, and with 3.5 million people. And them 3.5 million people had money because they spoiled the Egyptians. Maybe y'all don't know the story. Read it when you get a chance. Praise God. It's kind of like looking at me again. Praise God. I didn't say Detroit again, did I? All right. So they delivered them out and stuff. Praise God. And brought them out of Egyptian bondage with nothing but a stick. And then remember, 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 they made it over to the Red Sea. And then the Egyptian army came down, rolled down on them and was going to try to take them out again. But then here go Moses with his stick again. God told him, go stand up on the rock and hold the stick up over the water and I'm going to deliver you. (laughs) Amen. Army rolling down on me and I got a stick in my hand. (laughs) You're telling me, stand up on a rock and hold it over the water. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. You know, he stick to it, hold the stick up over the water. Water split in half. Whole sea split down the middle. Land dried out. All of them walked across on dry land. Enemy tried to come after. Water come down and took them out. (laughs) Killed them and stuff like that. And here he's standing there. On the other side, with a stick in his hand, well, now he ain't got no enemy. Then he goes into the, then he goes into the wilderness. I know y'all probably never heard it like that. He went into the wilderness after that. Folk hunting, hungry. Ain't got no eating, nothing, ain't got nothing to eat. Ain't no H-E-Bs in the wilderness. Say, God, I'm we hungry. God start providing manna from heaven. Start feeding them from heaven. Doing deliveries from heaven. I mean, without asking for tips or nothing. They just start dropping manna. By the way, manna means, what is this? Because when this stuff was hitting the ground, they like, what, what is this? And Moses and God basically said, just shut up and eat it. Don't worry about it. Hey, Amen. Just pick it up, shut up and eat it. So he picked it up shut, and, and, and ate it and was fed. No H-E-Bs in, 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 in there at all. And quail dropped too. Because when they was complaining about the manna, God dropped quail. Fricassee, <laughs> fried, I don't know. It, it was dropping from heaven. And they pick it up and ate it. God provided their every need. And then when they got thirsty, here come Moses and his stick again. Moses come back up, tell God, man, they thirsty. He pick up a stick. He said, hit the rock. So he hit a rock and enough water gushed out to be able to satisfy the thirst of 3.5 million people. Allow them to wash their cells, wash their clothes, because, you know, they was in the desert, a little funky. You know, wash their cells, wash their clothes. <laughs> Feed all they, I mean, water all their animals and everything else like that. And he's still standing there with nothing but a stick. Nothing but a stick. Does that, does, does that sound crazy to you? Nothing but a stick. True enough, he didn't make it into the promised land, but he sure did some awesome stuff. With nothing but that stick. That stick represents the word of God. Because that's the rod of God. And that's what, that's what he had was a rod. Represents the word. That what you got laying in your lap right there is the same stick that he had. He had a word. That, that represents the word from God. And as long as he used that word from God, it delivered him it fed him, it protected him, it caused him to no longer be thirsty, took good care of him. Stick didn't have nothing to do with that, praise God, but that's all right, praise God. But his shoes didn't wear out, praise God, his shoes didn't wear out either, praise God. I don't know what, hey, I'm going to leave that one alone, praise God, but shoes didn't wear out. But at the same time, that word handled everything for him. When you get hold to the word of God and under the direction of God, use the word that God gives you, it'll give you everything that you need and take good care of you too. 
Now they're in the promised land. I mean, excuse me, outside of the promised land, God has told the children of Israel, now y'all go send some representatives into the promised land. We've been studying this for the last few weeks. I can blow through this. Go send some representatives into the promised land and, uh, and they're going to come back and give you a report. Because I go up there and tell them, you know, uh, how good this land is. We know that 12 spies came back and out of the 12 spies, 10 of them came back with an evil report. Yes, they carried the big old grape back with them, but after they dropped that grape, and so did the attitudes of the Israelites drop because the folk began to start speaking negative into their lives, telling them all kind of criterions that had nothing to do with what God said he was going to do for them. Start telling them how big they thought the people was, how many they thought the people was, where they thought the people was, and all this other stuff that had nothing to do with whether or not God was going to come through for them at all. Because it's so very important who you have and who you listen to to determine whether or not you're going to receive what God has to say. Because remember, the people was all pumped up and excited at first, but then after they heard this bad report, then they just dropped it and end up never making it into the promised land that God had in store for them. That is everybody but two of the 3.5 million. Two of them made it in. That was Caleb and Joshua. Those are the ones that held fast to the report that God initially gave them when he said he can give them the promised land. They believed it, they held on to it, and they did not let it go. And because they did not let it go, even over time, 40 years, they refused to let that go. They held on to it anyway. They made it into the promised land and got what it is that God had in store for them. Everybody else had to be brand new people. The other people, they was dead and died in the wilderness and people stepped over their carcasses to go into the things that God had in store for them. But see, God wanted everybody to learn what to do to be able to make it through. Caleb and Joshua already knew. So he said, let me teach the rest of the people what to do, too. That's where we are now in Joshua chapter one. He's in verse two. Moses, my servant is dead. So don't you be worried about Moses and what Moses used to do. Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land, which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that have I given unto you. That's past tense, of course. As I said unto Moses, which means that it was already a done deal with Moses, but what was necessary to get in wasn't done. And so because of that, then they didn't get in. But I'm giving you a new head now. This head is called Joshua, which is Jehovah is salvation. And now you need to have in your mind that God is my salvation, that God is going to give me my what it is. He said he's going to give me and keep that in my mind and don't let nothing else up in it. Verse four, of course, uh, gives you the parameters of the promised land that he was going to give him. Verse five tells him, there shall not be any man that be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. I told you about how God was with Moses in his stick to the point that he got delivered out of the Egyptian bondage, how he protected them from the enemy at the Red Sea, how he turned around and fed the people, you know, with manna and how he turned around and caused water to come out of the rock. I mean, he was with Moses flat out. And he said, just like I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. Joshua was there the whole time. He saw how God was with Moses. And so he says, if that's the way you're going to be with me, we, gonna, we got it going on. Let's go handle this and do it the way God told him to do it. He said, but this also is what I need you to do. Verse six, be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Now, when we read that, we just read the two scriptures back to back. First scripture, verse six, be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people will I give thee the land that I promised them. Only be thou strong. And then come back again with only be thou strong. Now, 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 that, that's, that's true. 
But at the same time, understand that there can be some time between those two when the statement is really being made. The first be strong, be strong and of a good courage is when you first hear what God has to say. That's what most believers get excited about the things of God. We pumped up about it. We shout about it. Woo! That's when they hit the Hammond B3. Boom, boom, And we fall out and stuff like that. And we run around, get all excited about the word of God. But usually there's a little time between that next time that God is actually saying only be strong. Now, the first one's be strong. The second one's only be strong. Why is the first one be strong and the second one only be strong? Because between the be and the only comes circumstances and situations. Between the be and the only comes this thing called a punch. Everybody say a punch. Because see, 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 when you get into, you got to understand, anytime you accept what God has to say and you accept to receive what God has to say, you've just stepped up for a fight. You just stepped into a fight right then. You just stepped into a fight. That's why it's called the good fight of faith. Remember, we studied that. Amen. Everybody just want to tiptoe through the tulips with daisies pooting out their butt as Christians. But you got to fight for this thing. Are you listening to me? Because Satan's coming to anti you. He's going to anti anything that it is that God said he's going to do. God said he's going to come through for you. Here comes Satan with an anti. And the fight is on. The moment that you get your stuff is on, the fight is on. The moment you accept what God has to say. Are you listening to me? Now, the only thing is, is that Satan, who you fighting, don't fight Marquis of Queensberry. Some of y'all don't understand that. Marquis of Queensberry is the rule of, of, of pugilism. Uh, the rules of pugilism. Uh, fighting, fisticuffs. You know, where there's certain things you can do. Certain places you can punch. Like you can punch here. You know, you can punch there. But down below the belt, oh, no, you don't do that because we're people of honor. Well, Satan has no honor. Satan has no, no honor. You got to get this. He's got none, zip, zero, zilch, none. And he don't care where he hits you. In fact, he, in pugilism, you, you know, somebody might hit you in the wrong spot by accident. And then if they like, you know, hit you a little low and then you kind of like, you know, like, oh, you know, they'll back up and say, oh, oh, my, my bad. You know, you okay. You know, you're all right. You know, okay. They get you a chance to breathe, get yourself back together again before you go back to fighting and stuff. Satan aims below the belt. Y'all need to hear this. Y'all in the right church today. I don't know whether you know it or not. You're in the right church today. Satan aims below the belt. He ain't even trying to hit you in those other areas. He's going straight after your stuff. I mean, straight after to the point that Satan get ready to fight you. He'll try you up high. If that ain't working, I mean, if you, you know, one of them little sissy Christians that just go for anything, you know, he just, you know, hit you. Oh, oh, you know? wow. oh, oh, he ain't got to break out nothing on you. <laughs> but if you stand up strong and kind of like take him on, you kind of like take him on a little bit. And then, you know, and then he come back, you come back with a punch or two. Satan say, oh, is that right? Wow. <laughs> I'm teaching real good right now. Take good notes because I'm going to teach you from this point forward. <laughs> Satan say, hey, now, now, you see, he just thinking about it. He said, he was like, I don't know if any of y'all have been hit in those sensitive areas below the belt. It will paralyze you. You be like, 
It's, I start watering. I'm teaching real good. Nose watering. You don't even care nothing about blowing it no more. It's just, I mean, nose watering, eyes watering. Start closing up on you and stuff like that. You, 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 you can't think straight. Your mind gone. You enter into another world. You see people's mouths moving. I'm sorry, but you're not hearing anything. (laughs) Like, Lord Jesus, y'all don't want to work with me today. Satan is coming to hit you below your belt. What's below the belt, Pastor? What is it that means the most to you? What is it that you're so sensitive about? Is it your kids? Is it your spouse? Is it your financial situation? Is it your good name? What is it? Whatever that is, whatever that sensitive part of your life is, Satan coming and aiming straight at it. Especially if you're standing strong in the things of God. He coming and hit you right where, at that point where your voice go up four, five octaves. Before you was like, praise God, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I believe God. What? Hello, Pluto. (laughs) Your voice. But the question is, what you going to say after that? See, before your confession was, God's going to do what he said he's going to do. God's going to come through. God's going to whoop. Oh, (laughs) hold up. (laughs) You see, like, oh, start falling away, backing away. And end up just, I, I didn't sign up for all of this. <laughs> Satan say you was easy. Gotcha. And he watches your life to find out where's that important part. It just stays with you. See what's important to you. What's that thing that you think that, that if this happened, you, you'll never be able to handle. He said, that's what I'm coming for. What's that thing that needs to be said to you that you just can't take? Come on now. Everybody got some stuff that they, they said to them they just can't take. No, y'all are all strong in the Lord and the power is might. But somebody call you out your name. They give you one of those words that you can't handle. Y'all see, y'all got quiet. Y'all, y'all, I felt it. All in, you felt that, right? All in the spirit. Because y'all remembered what that word was. Oh, you, oh, don't call me that. Because you just lose your cool, fall all apart. Satan say, that's where I'm coming. Some of y'all, he already there. Some of y'all, your voices already went up 10 octaves. Because Satan ain't coming with one punch. He going to come and hit and hit and hit. Now, I remember when everybody seen boxing and the boxers might, both of them might be strong. We don't like each of them to hit each other, punch, and he hit him and he stood strong. And he punched him and then he hit him and he punched him and he punched him. But then eventually, somewhere or another, one little punch get through. And when it get through, you know, all of a sudden you see the person wobble a little bit. See, now when, when that one wobble a little bit, switch. Oh, you know what to do. Though. Before we was like, you know, we, everybody all. But then as soon as he, you know, get one through and he wobble a little bit. <laughs> you go off. Because see, you got to get them before they get their senses back. So you got to hit them with everything you got before they get their senses back. Y'all don't want to work with me today. 
That's why some of y'all are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. All of a sudden, I took a hit, and it seemed like all hell broke loose in my house. Seemed like everything just fell out, like the bottom just flat fell out just like that. Why is that? Because Satan saw you wobble. He saw you move. He saw you lose your strength just for a second. That's all he needed because he like got you. And he coming back after that spot. He coming back and he going to swing with you with everything you got. But that's when God is saying only be thou strong. Which means you don't have the right to back up even when the circumstances change. You don't have a back. You don't have a right to change your mind even after you done took a hit. I don't care if it was below the belt. Because he'll attack your kids. He'll attack your, your wife, your husband. He'll attack your mama. He come after your daddy. Some of y'all are like, he can hit my daddy. I really don't care. He'll come, he'll come out. Hey, praise him. Hey, hey, we. He come out. He come after anything. Thank you, man. Have a seat. He come after anything. Waiting on you to wobble. Because when he sees you lose that little strength, just for a second, that's why God is saying, only be strong. That even with a hit, when he hit you in a spot, it caused your voice to go up. And then he said, what you going to say now? God still going to give it to me. I don't care if your voice go up high. You still got to get it out. Are you listening to him? God's going to do it. God's going to give me what You got God's going to do it. Got the, you got that attitude. He gonna, y'all don't want to work with me today. Some of y'all are thinking like, I, really? Does this really happen? Stick around. Well, why hasn't Satan hit me? You probably ain't doing nothing. Get in the fight. You'll see. He said, only be thou strong. You have no other options. Only be thou strong. I know your kids is crazy now. They was on their way to their call and now they cracked out. But you can't change what you were saying initially. I know you thought you was going to be the head of the corporation, but now they done fired you and you're unemployed. You still going to be the head that God told you you're going to be. And you cannot change what you say. I know about the hit. If you got to say it and you sound like Mickey Mouse, why are you saying it? Hello, Pluto. I'm the head. Not the tail. <laughs> you better get it out. Because God ain't giving you no options. Because it's time out for all these sissy-fied Christians that take a little hit and back up. You got to learn you're more than a conqueror through him that loved you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And that even when you take hits, I'm still coming. That I ain't backing up. I ain't slacking up. I ain't shutting up. I'm going to get what God said I can have. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that our response to God's word is important. That is, if we're going to receive the things that God told us about in his word. I hope even more that you're becoming inspired to respond to God's word properly so that all God wants to do for me and you can actually be received, lived out, and enjoyed by me and you. I hope that you're becoming more mindful to respond properly to God's word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. 
We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best to get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after service. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, I have something for all the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people out there in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all of the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come on out to our early morning summit meeting of the Anointed to Prosper Christian Business Persons Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an early morning breakfast fellowship that's held from 7 to 9 in the morning on the first Saturday of every month where many of the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together to fellowship and network together as well as to receive a powerful word from God that'll help them to be the successful business people that God has called them to be. Second Chronicles chapter 29 verse 20 says, Then Hezekiah the king rose early and gathered the rulers of the city and went to the house of the Lord. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to fellowship and network at this inspiring and informative meeting of the ministers of the marketplace. There's no charge for the free will offering will be taken. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.